Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. Of all of those creepy Google things, I think the most fucked up one I saw recently is we were watching Mindhunter. Yeah. And uh, Char mentioned about Charles Manson being so short, and I was like, yeah, he was like a little fucking tiny person. Mm-hmm. And... And I was like, I think he was like 5'4", but let me look it up. And I got to how T, and it filled out with how tall is Marilyn Manson. Yeah, how tall is Manson. I was like, Jesus Christ, how many people look this up on a regular basis that that is number one in the algorithm? Oh, keep in mind it's listening to everything you say, so it knows what the topic of discussion was. There are times where I'm like, I don't know how... Like, I keep getting Facebook pop-up ads for, like, there's these posters that have music lyrics on them, and they're just constantly popping up, and I must have liked one of them, and that's why they keep coming up, but everyone is for a band I like, and I'm like, how does it know what bands I like? <laughs> I don't remember putting that into Facebook. <laughs> huh. I was going to say something, I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, oh, so so Shar doesn't like horror movies, but she watches Mindhunter. Probably one of the most terrifying shows ever. She does not like horror movies. She's super, 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 super into anything that involves true crime stories. Mm. No. So she's no, cool, I point out, I po- cool I with point the BTK the guy, thing. like, choking himself. Right. Autoerotic asphyxiation, but Freddy Krueger? Fuck that. Yeah, I've pointed this out a few times because, in in my opinion, like especially supernatural horror movies, they're mm-hmm. not scary because it's fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes true crime stuff does give me the willies, especially whenever they go into like details of the crime because you're just like Jesus fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, and then he killed her, and then he had sex with her corpse, and then he gutted her, and then he had sex with the corpse again, and then he raped and murdered her child and you're like Jesus fuck like, <laughs> we don't need to know all of it just stop we get it bad person bad person no Mindhunter is particularly creepy for that because we're following the cops as they're doing the investigations and they keep finding more bodies and I'm like but the entire FBI is looking into this and they keep finding more bodies how does that keep happening when they're all there looking and meanwhile they keep cutting away to BTK and you're like oh yeah right that guy doesn't get caught till like 30 years after this show was on that's what I'm saying and I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it, this is supposed to be some kind of a criticism <laughs> of these people I, I think that's what's going on in the show uh, is that they're trying to make sure we don't think these guys are perfect we're always led to believe that look they're fallible because look at the people they didn't catch and uh, I think it's it's one of the guys they're interviewing in prison actually says, like, keep in mind, all of the information you have about serial killers you're getting from ones that got caught, not ones that got away with it. And it's like, oh, yeah, shit, they're right. <laughs> it's like, this is a very flawed system because the guys that are good enough to get away with it are not going to be part of your database. Yeah, I was I was going to say, so far, I haven't finished the season yet, but so far it's the exact opposite. 
You know what I mean? They have not once actually like caught somebody using this stuff. Not once. Right. And and in fact, a bunch of times they've been sending people in the complete fucking wrong direction because they're so wrong about their profiles. Yeah. And I and I'm assuming by the end of this season they catch uh, uh, Williams. Is that the guy's name? Wayne Williams. Yeah. It'd be, a but, mo- it'd be a spoiler if we said that right in the opening introduction of our show. Right. right. But, yeah, at the end of the season, they catch him. I know. Well, I was going to say, I know historically, there's a lot of questions that everybody, they don't know. A lot of people don't think he killed those kids. He's only he's been convicted of, he's only been convicted of two of the 28 killings. So there is uh, I'm going to have to cut this and put it after the outro. Thanks a lot, Noah. <laughs> I, uh, no, just just keep going. We're in spoiler territory now. I, w- I was going to bring this up, this whole this show up. I literally finished watching it like 15 minutes before we started recording. No. So I was going to bring it up later in the thing. But yeah, it's it is creepy that like they they basically closed 30 cases, but only got convictions on two of them. Yeah, and they're the two that don't match the pattern. They're like the two adults that died. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's that's what, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of a lot of people who are really into this type of thing say that there's almost it it almost certainly was not him. They just went, mm-hmm. okay, we have a convenient way to finally <laughs> say that the guy was caught. In no. No, the, now, the other side of that is they, the killings did stop like as soon as he got arrested. And... But that's because serial killers are pretty smart. No. <laughs> yeah, but they're and not once great. You, once, I, you've I murdered, it... once you've murdered 30 children and you've got a convenient scapegoat that you could just walk away scot-free probably going to a different area to do more murders but the idea that you killed like 28 people or 26 whatever and then were able to just stop that's i think giving a lot of credit to the individual i mean he may have just moved to a different location and started up again but yeah uh if you want to like a deep dive into this there's a whole podcast series dedicated to it which is how i knew about it even before this season popped up Oh, okay. It's called uh, Atlanta Monster. Oh, okay. I've heard the ads for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's this whole... And they dive way more into the reasons why people think he didn't do it. Okay. So, if you're curious about any of that kind of stuff, it's definitely worth a listen. I uh, I most certainly am going to probably give that a listen, because that's... Yeah. Like a lot of the cases they talk about on Mindhunter, I, I know them, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, okay, well we could uh i can kind of know what they're bullshitting and what the other side of the story is but that one i don't know much about so. but if you look up a picture of, of wayne williams like it's terrifying how close they cast this guy they do a, they do a really good job yeah i, I thought that the manson one was the one that really oh, yeah. like that guy was excellent because not yeah. like it wasn't just oh. he looked like him but he's also the way he acted yeah his fucking mannerisms and stuff mm-hmm. yeah the way he spoke and I don't know it was, it was it was fantastic now mind you having him in there was purely sensationalism he offered nothing to the plot of the show no <laughs> and they actually kind of called themselves out on it did you guys pick up on that <laughs> they literally like they're like when they're on their way to interview Charles Manson they're like uh, you know this interviewing him isn't really what we do he doesn't actually matter to he's not technically a serial killer and all this and they're like yeah we gotta do it though because he's such a big name 
and then they interview him, and then it's irrelevant to the plot of the show. And I'm like, that was a meta joke that the writers put in there for the keen <laughs> listeners who know that they're just doing this for sensationals. It was, I thought it was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I was I was actually kind of annoyed that they were going to go see Manson because I w- was thinking, what's the point of doing that? But then he was so good that I figured out yeah. that's the point of doing it. It's just because he was so good. I thought they did a good job of linking it together with the idea of these the the codependent killers and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, what's uh, what's his face the the guy that was killing all the uh, teenage boys. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't remember that dude's name. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was a good season. I was. I mean, considering it took so long for the second season to come out. I, I thought the season was significantly improved on the first season. Mm. And I like I liked the first season enough that I watched the second season, but I thought this one was way better. There was a lot less of the main character being an obnoxious little bitch. Well, which which yeah. made it way more tolerable. I, I, I still think he's an obnoxious little bitch throughout this, but he's an obnoxious little bitch, A, who's usually right, and B, in the context of his job in the FBI, we don't spend so much time with him outside of that. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I found the one criticism I have of the show is that they want to get to know the characters so much that they spend a lot of time with them outside of it, and it's like, uh, like that. I don't. I'm like Ford. His outside life of outside the FBI doesn't seem very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. At least not the way it's portrayed in the show. And I found like in this, uh, who's the the doctor lady that joined their team? I forget yeah. her name. But like her whole relationship they spend a lot of time on and I'm just like I that's great that she's having this relationship and stuff I don't know how it's helping me with my true crime show yeah yeah I was gonna say I don't care about her whole relationship arc but man them working in all of the uh casual workplace homophobia yeah, that element was interesting because and it's it, done. It's done really well too. Because at a few moments, you just cringe so fucking hard. You're like, ah. Yeah, the the one for me was when she admits to being homosexual during one of the interviews, and in order to get like something out of the uh, out of the killer, I forget which killer it was, but anyway, she uses that, and then when everyone listens to the tape, they're like, oh, did you think that up on the spot, or did you have that lie planned going in? And she just kind of has to bite her lip and not say, like, oh, it's just just the truth. Yeah. It's, you could just see the pain in her I face mean, for that element of it. Uh, uh, and I do believe the exact phrase he uses is the abusive dyke story. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> and part of that is just the, the parlance of the times, you know. Um, I, I don't even think it was intended in a mean way. It's just that's that's right. kind of the worst type of discrimination. Is that kind of like they're not trying to do anything wrong. It's just their natural state of being. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that the casual nature of it is what makes it. Yeah, I thought and they I did like, a really good job I, with that, and the uh, I thought they handled the race stuff really well in this season too. Like the way, like you know all the black people automatically want to blame the clan and you've got Ford trying to convince them that no, it's a black guy that did it, but they're like, oh, so you just want to scapegoat a black guy? And he's like, no, I have reasons. It's like, <laughs> I, thought they, like I thought they handled that real well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they kind of did a really good job of never... They don't make anybody out, out to be like kind of the good guys. Like, it's... 
everybody is just reacting in the way that you would really react given the the time and the circumstance. I think I think the interview with the dumb guy is my favorite part of the entire series so far. <laughs> the one who's like, "Well, I needed him to be looking for some white folks, so I called him." And he's like, "Yeah, but but they already knew." Well, yeah, so I had to throw him off my trail. Okay. <laughs> Well, but then you called him again this day. Well, I killed that other girl. Yeah, but they already knew. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was getting them to go after them white folks again. <laughs> they, they interview a couple of very dumb killers, and it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I guess some people commit murders because they're idiots, I, which makes sense. I mean, that's a got to be a driving factor between some people committing murders. It's like I didn't mean to kill him. It just sort of happened. Yeah. The uh, I like this reason too. They're like, "Why'd you kill her?" Well, she was around. <laughs> he means she was around. You know, I'd see her here and there. She was around. Yeah. But you know what? It's as good a reason as any to kill someone. When you think about the reasons that the other people do it, it's like, well, those aren't good reasons to kill people either. I don't know. I think. I think I'm actually more okay with the dude that just goes, well, I'm super into it. You know what I mean? Like uh, like Kemper. Kemper's just like, you know, fuck. You know, my mom kind of pissed me off and I didn't like these women, so uh, I cut their heads off and had sex with their neck meats. And you're like, okay, well, that's crazy, but I get you. This other dude's just like, you know, fuck it. They're, you know, there's people, so you just kill the people because there's people. Yeah. I'm not sure we should be arguing over what the best motivation for committing mass murder is. <laughs> Politics. Yeah. It might not be might not be where we want to be at in this conversation. Um, changing the topic, do you guys know what my favorite storyline was? Was the one with the uh, uh, what's Ford's partner's name? The, the, Bill. The back the backstory involving Bill's family and what went on with his kid and everything. Yeah. That creeped me the fuck out. I could have yeah. I could have watched a whole show about that. And just like that his poor wife is just like dealing with that and then he's like, I gotta be out of town, like I'm supposed to be out of town seven days a week on work. I can get it down to four and a half. I can do that for you. <laughs> like Jesus. You, you say poor I, wife. I say that she is completely incapable of handling anything. Uh, but I think she was put in a circumstance where she ought to be incapable of handling that. Nobody yeah. should be capable of handling that. Yeah, but then when the cop like is asking her questions like right after it happens, she's like, oh, but he's fine. They're like, well, no, he's obviously not fine. She's like, I know my son. He's fine. Oh, the point the point at which they start talking to the, the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is like, you guys get that this is trauma, right? And they're like, yeah, but he's just going to forget about it. And it's like, no! People don't forget it. It's trauma! <laughs> it's the 70s, though. Do you honestly think in the 70s that most people understood the concept of, like, if something bad happens to a kid, it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives? Do you think most people understand that today? Well, well no. But typically, what's a <laughs> professional... In general, for most of the population, when the professional tells you this is what's going on and maybe we should pay attention to that, I would say 60% of people are going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. 
You have a lot more faith in people than I do. If 60% of people were listening to climate scientists right now, we might be having a lot fewer problems in this world. See, once again, I think it's only about 30% of people that are not on board, but that 30% of people are really fucking stuff up. I don't, I, I don't know how we could ever come to a consensus on that. No, no, if we need to get into that argument, but... So then the other thing is, she keeps getting pissed at Bill because he has to go to work. And I'm just like, bitch, you married somebody in the FBI. Like, you knew the job going in. I understand you got a traumatic thing going on, but... It works in the hey, FBI. You can, tell, you can tell how fucking resentful she is, too, that other people are actually curious about his job and what he does. Because mm-hmm. it's fucking interesting. <laughs> I but she it shoots him dirty looks every time. But I think part of it is just when you're trying to have a nice dinner party, you don't want to discuss those types of things. Well, but there's other instances, like the the psychiatrist guy they're talking to. He's curious about it. And of course he is. He's a fucking psychiatrist. Oh, she's definitely (laughs) resentful of the fact that his career is... Like, she is frustrated by him having to be gone all the time and everything, and, and everybody else just thinks he's great for doing it. Which, frankly, everybody else is right. I mean, she knew he was an FBI agent when she got into that marriage. Mm-hmm. She knew what she signed up for. If he has to be gone in order to save the lives and solve these crimes, that that's kind of just how life goes. And the fact that he's making the effort to, like, come back on Fridays for all the shit they got to go do. Yeah. Like, that's, like, above and beyond. So, she needs to calm down. Of Of everybody in this show, he might be the only kind of, like, good character right like everybody else seems to have mixed motivations and serious character flaws and his like biggest character flaws he's trying to do the best job he can as a parent and as an fbi agent and those two things are coming into conflict and he's having a little trouble dealing with that mm-hmm. that's pretty good like that's pretty good yeah. yeah his was probably the most compelling thing of this season yeah the twist the twist with his son i was not ready for that because the first season the way they like lead you in, you're almost thinking that they're doing something like maybe his son's autistic or something mm-hmm. like that because they keep talking about how he has problems connecting and all that. Well, I still think he might be somewhere he, along the line. Something like that might come out. Right, right. But I'm saying, but then this one, it's like it's way more serious than that. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not just autistic. Also, <laughs> really fucked up by what his dad does and makes him. Yeah, do really weird things in response to fucked up shit that happens in front of him. I did like that uh, they went ahead and kind of half blamed it on his religion too. They're like <laughs> he remembers the story from the Bible. I'm like, yeah. Maybe don't teach kids about real life zombies in church, assholes. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.